0: What's good out there, Liquid Trucking? Welcome in to episode 13 of the Liquid Trucking Podcast. As always, I'm your fearless host, Marcus Bridges. Thank you all for being here today. Uh, I want to take my hats off to everyone at Liquid. I'm talking from the tank wash all the way to the top. You guys really showed out last week. We had our most downloaded episode uh, since we started the podcast all those weeks ago was last week's episode about the changing legislation for marijuana across the United States. There was a lot of really good info in that episode, and uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, I'd be surprised, because I think just about everyone has, but it's over there. Again, episode 12 in your feed. Just go ahead and click it. And don't forget to head on over to liquidtrucking.com and check out our new podcast page. Uh, We're right at the top there. When you open that website, you click the Learn More button, That will get you in touch with me, that will get you in touch with all of our episodes, and it will also show you a brief little picture of who's coming on the episode and what we're talking about. So, great resource for you there if you're trying to uh, make the Liquid Trucking Podcast part of your weekly podcast roster. On top of that, today, I'm actually really excited about today's show because it has to do with one of my favorite things in the world, and that is simply food. Uh, we are talking about food on the road today. And, you know, over the life of uh, of me podcasting here, I've gotten to talk to some really cool people. And uh, actually, it was just over a year ago. So Thanksgiving 2022, I was fortunate enough to talk to a lady who, her name was Tammy, and she made a Thanksgiving dinner in the cab of her truck while she was rolling OTR. And then she would actually stop at various truck stops wherever she was going to pull in for the night and share Thanksgiving dinner with fellow drivers at the truck stop. It's one of the coolest things I've ever heard. I had so much fun talking to her about it. She got so much joy out of sharing uh, really good meals with people. And that's kind of what today's episode is about. We're going to jump in and talk to Polar Bear as well as Matt Cleach. Uh, Of course, if you don't know him by Polar Bear, then what are you doing? Uh, His name is Brian Elmquist, but we call him Polar Bear. And uh, Matt Cleach, those guys cooked for the entire employee jamboree. And when you hear how much food they cooked for everybody at Liquid, uh, it's a little bit mind-numbing. It's crazy to know that they put in that much work and cooked that much food for that many people. But they also eat really well on the road and it's because they take a little bit of time on their home time to prep some food to make some good stuff for their families then they just get to take it along with them i'm also going to talk to alex shevchuk liquid driver for the second week in a row uh, because after we got off the phone last week talking to him and alex jr alex was like man i got i got this instagram page he showed me all these great meals that he makes that guy can get some stuff done in the kitchen, all right? And we're going to talk to him about some of the things that he does to try to stay healthy out on the road. He's got a lot of really good tips. He's even got a couple recipes to share with you, and I am also going to share with you a championship chili recipe later on in the show. Uh, What is a championship chili recipe? I'll explain it. Just wait. This is what we call a tease in the podcast industry. Can't tell you right now... Can tell you, I was thinking about it. My favorite meal, hands down. Like, let's talk death row meals. What are you getting the last time you're getting it? And for me, I gotta be honest with you guys. I think it's a steak. I think I just want a good seared steak, maybe reverse seared, you know, where you smoke it on the smoker for a little bit and then you sear it off in the cast iron or you bake it in the oven for a little and then sear it off in the cast iron with some tallow. I want a loaded baked potato, man. Give me everything on it, please. And extra bacon. Um, And I guess like a side salad or something. But that's just at this point, we're talking, you know, that's semantics. I don't even care about that. Bring it out if it makes you feel better. But get me the meat and potatoes. Uh, That's the type of guy you're dealing with here today. So understand that as we get moving on this episode about food on the road right here on the liquid trucking podcast. (music) Welcome to the Gold Standard of Podcasts for the Gold Standard of Drivers. This is the Liquid Trucking
1: Podcast with your host, Marcus Bridges.
0: I'm very excited about this next segment as we're going to get a couple drivers here on the line to talk about the gourmet food that they're capable of making, not only out on the road, but in the parking lot as well. Uh, I've got one of your favorites on here with me right now. It's Polar Bear. What's good out there, Polar Bear?
1: Uh, not bad. Glad to be on here again with you and just running across the state of Ohio towards Pennsylvania.
0: Brilliant. I love it. And also joining us today, we've got Matt Cleach out there. Matt, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm down here in sunny Texas at 74 and I'm headed up to Oklahoma. Perfect. That sounds like great weather out there. I mean, have you have you uh, changed into shorts and gone with flip-flops at this point or are you still in boots uh, boots and jeans? Jeans and shoes, just the norm. <laughs> okay. All right. I got gotcha. you. Now, Polar Bear, uh, you and I have been kind of chomping at the bit to get on the phone with each other because we got to talk a little bit of football before we let this thing go everywhere or go That's anywhere it. else. Yep. You versus me. <laughs> you versus me in the Super Bowl, my friend. 49ers versus Chiefs. How you feeling about your squad right now?
1: You know, um, this is when both of them come alive. I mean, like I said, this was Super Bowl Fifty Four recap. So I'm just like I said, when we took on the Ravens, I wasn't very confident that we were gonna win.
0: And yeah, this is this is it. Do it or go home. So I'm I'm really confident. I really am. You know, the nice thing about the Super Bowl has always been uh, if your team if you're lucky enough to have your team make it. You know that uh, the Sunday following the Super Bowl, you're playing golf. It doesn't matter whether you're you win or up. you lose. You're playing golf. So that's the going thing. Going back I'm, to what you want to do. Exactly. That's the thing I'm looking forward to. Uh, been a 49ers fan my entire life. And uh, it's been shaky for us here in the uh, in the playoffs and the Super Bowl these last few years. But we're going to try it again, man. It should be a good game. I'm really looking forward to it. Pat Mahomes is no slouch. Yeah. Yeah. And to go back in history, Lamar Hunt, the owner of
1: the Chiefs, is who really got this started and going. You know, their 1969 is when, the you know, they decided to have the 68 was when they decided to have the best teams, AFL and, and NFC, then to go at each other, figure out who the best teams were.
0: Yep. And I, I I've seen all that video of uh Hank Stram on the sideline calling uh whatever, yep. sixty five power trap or whatever it was yep. that he used to love to call
1: keep, keep articulating down the field. <laughs> yeah. Keep articulating. That was his favorite word. Keep yep. articulating, you're doing it right. Yep.
0: Well, man, if you ever want to start a football podcast, Polar Bear, you and I could talk about this for hours on end, I'm sure. Oh. So
1: <laughs> Yes we can, can't we, Matt? <laughs> Yes, you can do whatever you want Peter. be there. <laughs> well, I'm just saying on Monday morning, uh, we get together and I talk football and a couple other guys. We, uh, we got what we, we call the teenage them. hotline. We do the same thing here. We got four or five of us together and talk about nothing but everything that's important to us. I get you.
0: I get you. I've been curious yeah. about this Teenage Hotline since I heard about it. Uh, does that get its name from all the gossip, or what's uh, why is it called uh, the Teenage? It got,
1: it got its name a couple of years ago. It started out about three years ago, actually, and and just one driver went to the next, started shooting the crap, and then we added somebody in, and then they stuck around, and then we'd meet somebody, and we'd throw them in. We'd find out if they clicked with us, and, and then, uh, you know, it, it just – it went, kept growing and growing and growing. We've had yep. some leave, and we we say if you're going to be in on the teenage hotline, you got to be thick skinned because it's an aggressive room. <laughs> <laughs> we do, if yeah. You were, if you're going to do if you're going to do a podcast, that would be the one that you'd have to definitely have paid because <laughs> the FCC ain't gonna like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Okay. We talk
1: about everything.
0: So I'm sure that nobody ever bitches about their day on the Teenage Hotline, right? That's never something oh, to, that uh,
1: happens. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> so this is all day. This is also where we have it. So if somebody's having a bad day or, I mean, we even get families involved, you know, what's going on at home. Somebody's going to have tomorrow off because a kid's going to have a surgery or a kid's got to go, you know, we even go that far. I mean, it's, I, I don't know if I'm I take credit for it. I don't know if I'm the one that called it, but we're just a bunch, we're just four or five or six 15 year old kids got nothing to talk about, but we can stay on the phone for 10, 12 hours at a time. That's amazing.
0: Uh, it, Matt, yeah. what's the longest you've ever been on the uh, the teenage hotline for?
1: I hold the record almost fifteen hours with one of our previous drivers. Whoa
0: fifteen hours. Yeah. So that covers that covers you on your break. That covers you hanging out. Yes. That covers every part yeah. of your day.
1: Yeah, we just sometimes you just hang the headset up and drive down the road and they'll talk. People will talk. You mute it. You'll go do you'll go eat, go unload, go load. You know, do your stuff. And, and you know, there's, there's three primary guys. There's myself, Fuller Bear, and Johnny Fry. Uh, we all hold the call. If I don't feel like being the master of ceremonies, P-Bear does it or Johnny, vice versa. And and so, yeah, yep. I I hold the record, though, with uh, a gentleman named Brad Johnson. He's no longer with the company, but,
0: yeah, it was him and I. Well, let's hope he didn't get fired for being on the phone too much. (laughs) No, no.
2: (laughs) No, He got tired of
1: bad life choices. (laughs) We go through a lot of headsets, I can tell you
0: that. (laughs) I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do, fellas. Well, listen, uh, this is great. We're definitely going to have to get the Teenage Hotline on the podcast at some point in time in the future.
1: I've always said that, yeah. I think it would be fun, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's no reason not to. I mean, if nothing else, just let me be a fly on the wall. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, I can talk enough for everybody, but I, I've learned to shut up in my day from time to time and just sit back and yeah. and watch it happen. So uh, I would love to get watch you guys up, all home. on. Yep, I would love to get I, you guys all I, I on in the really, future. I really don't know, p we should have shot out how long we can spend on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, he...
1: Um, he right uh, out. Edit that out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> He shuts us off when it's time,
2: though. That's the thing. He has a call. Yeah.
0: Uh, yep. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I've got control of everything over here. So, you know, I can leave this call. You guys can keep talking. That's totally fine with me. Yeah. But, uh...
1: <laughs> oh, it, and we probably would. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: fellas, guess what? When you when you when you kick us off. We go back to the teenage hotline. They're on the other yep. line.
0: Yep, they're just yep. waiting. Okay, cool, cool. Well, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> definitely get the teenage hotline on the show sometime in the future. I'd love to do that. But I want to talk to you guys a little bit about why we came here today. Um, you know, we were talking about doing an episode about food on the road. Obviously, we got a lot of drivers out there that like to do some meal prep. They like to cook in the cab while they're rolling. Um, and Jason Eisenman popped up, and he said, hey – did you know that Polar Bear and Matt Cleach cooked for our entire employee jamboree? And that was like, you know, a bunch of people. I think he said somewhere around like two, three hundred people, some crazy amount yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: 280, I think. The total count was 280. Yeah.
0: Uh, wow, that's amazing. So walk me through that. First of all, how do you go about planning a meal for 280 people? And second, how in the hell do you cook for that many people? You got like 17 kitchens at your disposal? What's going on here?
1: Just from start to finish, I've been I've been barbecuing now for all let's say 20, 20 plus years. Wow. And and smoking and barbecuing and Kirk has always been a, a favorite thing of mine. I, I should have been a chef but I never was. Um it it comes down planning and and you know, a lot of homework and research. You know, you gotta find out what meals feed what and so when polar bear came up with the idea to do this jamboree said hey matt reach out with jason i reached out to jason we got this rolling he said let's get a number we got a head count as soon as we started getting a head count we started planning food and and once once you start planning the food you know you get an idea hey we're gonna cook for 300 people Well, what feeds 300 people as far as meat? and of course you got to go off like a caterer site a website or like i've got pdf files that I look at just to see what I'm going to do to feed that many people. Mm-hmm. And then I just calculate it out. It came down to, I think we had, uh, it was, what was it polar bear? Uh, how many racks of ribs did we do? We did six, 20 No, It was, yeah, it was, 70 it was, ribs, and yep.
0: 400 pieces of chicken. For that pieces event. Of the chicken. Yep. Wow. Yep. And what, and, what kind of hardware did you have to do that much meat with? I got an eight thousand dollar
1: barbecue grill sitting in my house.
0: That'll do it. I hear uh, a barbecue grill that's worth as much as a car will definitely take care of three hundred
1: people. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, um, can do up to seven hundred and fifty hot dogs every fifteen minutes.
0: Wow, it. that's amazing. Um,
1: so it, it's a uh, I got it from a group of guys down in Kentucky called Sling and Steel Custom Smokers. Um, it's built. Uh, it's built by. Um, uh the Amish over in Pennsylvania for sling and steel and then they ship it to you and I spent eight thousand dollars on it and it's made its money back ten ten times I suppose.
0: That's so uh, cool. I've
1: done quite a bit. I can do uh, I can do uh, what is it, three six nine twenty pound turkeys at one time. You know, which isn't a lot compared to some people, but it's a lot when you think about it. You know, when you don't see it done.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, 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 the amount of times I've needed more than one Turkey in my life, uh, I can count on one hand. So, you know, to be able to have nine at your disposal, that's a pretty cool deal. So you guys pull this, uh, grill or this smoker right up, uh, to the terminal there and just do everything on site. Yep. Everything happens right on site. We fire it up. It's wood and charcoal fired. There's no propane. So she can be a bit testy,
1: you know, when she wants to. And, uh, you just get her up to temp and rock and roll because on what you're going to do. If you're going to smoke, you know, less less heat, less fire, if you're going to barbecue like we did, you know, you get her up six 700 degrees and just let it go. We started at 2.30 in the morning that morning to do that event. And what time did you eat? We served right at noon. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we served at noon, but Matt and I didn't eat until one, I don't even know if he ate, but it was one one thirty when I finally ate. Yeah, it was close to five when I ate something, so,
0: yeah. That's, see, that's interesting, Matt, because I, I my experience coming uh, from my my tailgating for the Oregon Ducks football games, I might have to cook for 30, maybe 40 people I've done, you know, once or twice. And I notice all the time my wife is always coming around asking, you know, what can I help with? What can I do? And then the last question she'll ask is, have you eaten yet? And I will have been in front of the grill for four-plus hours at that point in time, and I will have not put one thing in my mouth. Why is it that those of us that man the grill don't ever eat until it's all said and done?
1: If you set back, how much do you pick at it, though? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say that because I don't want anybody See, to tell yeah, right. I don't want yeah. them listening. But uh, yeah, probably that's
1: enough. <laughs> you're, you, you're the you're, you know you're the head cook and bottle washer. You get to do it all. You get to taste the food and everything. <laughs> yeah, you know. So you pick. You know. Um, I don't. I I genuinely have a rule is I don't eat until whatever I'm doing the people are served, sure. and they're 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 going through it one or two rounds.
0: You know that's a really good philosophy yep. to have that makes you everybody's yep. favorite barbecue grill cook I'm sure because uh, yep. it means yep. they're never gonna go without you might but they're not going to yep,
1: <laughs> yep. so I mean but he also think, does it for like somebody that has a party or get together he cooks strictly for it and then when it's all done he leaves oh, and, wow. and, you know he doesn't stay and eat with the group yep okay I got gotcha. you I've done family reunions Yeah, I've done church events. (laughs) I've done some stuff for the Fremont Fire Department.
0: That's very cool. What a a cool thing to be able to do. And and obviously, you enjoy it. So that's probably a big part about it. So before we get into meals that you guys have cooked on the road, I want to ask you both, uh, and and let let me start with you, Polar Bear. Are you a barbecue guy as well? Are you a griller? Do you like smoking meat, that type of thing?
1: Definitely. Yes, I
0: do. Yep. All right. Definitely. So both and of you that's guys what I do
1: on my few times at home is I either grill or barbecue, you know, smoke something to bring out here.
0: Okay. So your favorite meal on the grill or the smoker, Polar Bear will start with you.
1: On the grill is uh is uh, like a big pork roast or and then on the grill is any any steak. Uh, you know, a good a good uh, sirloin steak or uh you know, even uh, cut up a loin and smoke, or you know, just grill all them.
0: Got it. And what cook do you like on the steak? This is this is the real tester here.
1: Yeah, I just I use like two different uh, seasonings I get from Sam's, and I just season them, let them set for about a half hour, and cook them, and then that's I don't put any sauce on it, nothing. I just just the
0: juices from it, and that's how I eat it. And how uh, what temp do you like it at? Uh medium. Medium. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's passable. I'll I let you get away with medium, like it moon,
1: but I, I like it just past.
0: <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I see I've been known to have a steak on my plate uh that a vet could get back out in the field within 10 yeah. minutes. <laughs> and uh you know exactly. I, it's really, yeah. rare, isn't it <laughs> Yeah, it ain't how i like it all the time but i will definitely eat one of them like that every now yeah. and then so how about you matt you've got the grill at your disposal you can smoke you can grill you can do whatever <laughs> what's the top meal coming off of that thing for you uh,
1: uh if, if yeah if you ask anybody around me um i've got my own recipe for some big horn red ribs i call them i call them the big red ribs. Those are probably my favorite favorite ribs.
0: That's yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. I, I I I love a good rib, man. I also, you know what yeah. I've started doing on my grill and my smoker a little bit more frequently here. I've started to do a two-part cook on my chicken wings. Uh I'll smoke them until they're up to temperature and then I bring them in <clears> and <throat> drop them in the fryer for just a couple of minutes oh, to yeah. crisp them yeah. up. Oh my to god. It, them.
1: Yep.
0: Turns out amazing. Yep,
1: that's, that's a very that's a very good way. You should try that with your ribs sometime.
0: Actually, dropping the ribs in the fryer too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You just enlightened me, and I'm I'm on a whole new plane of existence now. (laughs) eh? (laughs)
1: If if I'm correct, you're from Oregon, right? Yes, sir. See, you don't have Oregon barbecue. You're like Nebraska. There's just no barbecue. Yep. You know, there. You know, so I mean, you know, you guys got seafood out there on the West Coast, and in Nebraska, we just got beef. So, you know, we both
0: learn a little bit of something because I love smoked lobster. Oh, wow. Yeah. I see. I, I would love it, too. I can't do shellfish at the house because my wife's deathly allergic and she grew up oh, no. on the Oregon coast. uh, So that's okay. like the biggest tragedy. She ate the best, most fresh seafood you can get your hands on until she was like 13 or 14. And then all of a sudden, one day, her body was just like, no, and shut it off. Oh, We're done. <laughs> yeah. And so I can't wow. have shellfish around her, but a good smoked lobster is amazing. It, the thing that we have out here in Oregon is that I I like about our cuisine is that there's a lot of fusion because nobody that, that started here in Oregon had like the roots to have barbecue like they do in the South or, you know, uh, you know, Creole like they do down in new Orleans. There's, there was none of that like culture here. So we're kind of this big melting pot. You could find yourself like a Korean jazz, uh, pokey bar, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, (laughs) it's if you're if you're looking for it here you can probably find it it won't be traditional except for the seafood but uh you know i i try as hard as i can to to turn it around i'm always grilling classic stuff out at my tailgate but uh that's invite only fellas so (laughs) (laughs) we'll make sure and get you guys on the invite list but uh you, know, you mentioned, uh, one of you guys mentioned that you do like to, when you're on your home time, uh, smoke a little meat to take with you out on the road. So let's talk about that. Uh, your meal preps. Polar Bear, I'll start with you again. Uh, what's what's meal prep look like for you? What are you eating out there on the road? What do you cook at home? What do you cook in the cab?
1: I cook a lot of the same stuff. I, like, I kind of hold back a little from the beef. So like pork loin, um, that's what I'm having tonight. I'm going to have uh, pork loin and then I kind of doctor up my own salad, get uh, green pepper onion for my salad. And then because if I cook something at home, like I'll do a, uh, I'll barbecue something. I'll, I'll go, uh, I'll cook up a nice roast and then eat it with the family. And then basically I just, you know, after we're all done, just put it all back in the, in the wrapper and bring it all out here with me and, I don't carry a microwave in my truck. I, that gets me out of the truck. So I'll go in and warm it up in the truck stop and have whatever with it. I try to stay away from potatoes just because I'm at that age where it's not great for me, you know.
0: Sure. It's the age that none of us want to get to because a potato, That's like, it, it's yeah. just, <laughs> it's it goes with everything, man. There's nothing I don't want to um, have a potato on the side with. So was that a no. rough transition for you?
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah. Because that's how my family is. I'm German and Swedish and Dutch, and the other one, I'm full of whatever, you know. <laughs> that's my four breeds. But, you know, I mean, that's that's the biggest reason I quit drinking, too, was for that reason. Yeah. You know, just health reasons. But, yeah, a lot of it's just making do with what you need to make do with. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. I eat, well, That's Matt knows about everything I cook out here. Oh, yeah.
0: And Matt, for you, what types of stuff are you – are you doing the same thing, cooking a you know a big family meal uh, when you're home at home time and then taking it with you on the road? Or do you cook specifically for prepping for your trips? Do you cook on the road? What do you like to do?
1: Well, I do cook on the road. Um, I've got a little – got a microwave in the truck, and I've got a George Foreman in the truck, and I've got a little lunchbox uh, oven in here that fu- plugs in. It's 12-volt, and it uh, heats up to, like, 300. And you know I I got pot or a, uh, not a pot roast but a beef roast for uh, tomorrow night that I'm I seasoned up and put it in a in a bag and I'll put that in the lunchbox for tomorrow for tomorrow night. But I do a lot of my prep at home. I'm the only meat eater in my house. My girlfriend's a vegetarian, so it's a weird situation. So I prep for me, and uh, I just buy like a steak and season it up, bag, and then I'll cook it on my George Foreman. Salads, big on salads, just like just like polar bear, uh, veg- how do you say it, polar bear, vegetables? Vegetables. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got to get them.
1: Uh, so, it- Peter and I do a lot of our cooking in the truck just because, number one, it's easier. Number two, it's healthier. And it's really what we want because most of the places, you know, it's all chicken out here anymore. Yep. It's like Matt and I have said, how many thousands of dollars have we spent eating in truck stops, eating, at, you know, a fast food?
0: Yep. Yeah reason i i did the transformation but then you got to be able to clean up too sure well and and you know another thing to add to that is it's that that fast food out there is only getting more expensive i did my normal order at at taco bell the other day which i unfortunately i've had to stop going there as much as i would want to but it just cost me like 14 or 15 bucks at taco bell i I might as well go sit down and have somebody bring it to me yeah yeah, for fourteen bucks, you could probably feed your whole family tacos. Exactly, exactly. And Matt, you brought up something interesting. <clears throat> I, I kind of had a, a, a little memory pop up in my head. You said your girlfriend is a vegetarian, but you're a big meat guy. Uh <laughs> yep. Have you made any inroads with that? Is she? Does she ever talk about coming over to the dark side or anything like that?
1: Okay, so it's really really weird. Um, if it's a, if it's like an all beef hot dog. Smothered. I mean, absolutely, like a five-gallon pot with a hot dog and a a thing of chili. She'll eat it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, She won't do pulled pork, but I have seen her uh, do uh, pulled beef. It's a very little bit of beef, a lot of barbecue sauce, and a lot of bun. Yeah. Um, she just—it's the texture for her.
0: Okay, gotcha. So it's not like a not an allergy or anything like that. That's good. No. No,
1: but uh, there again, nobody can beat it when she makes cheese lasagna.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. Well, you know, the reason I I wanted you to elaborate a little bit is when I met my wife uh, going back, you know, 15 years ago, she was actually in a phase where she was a vegan and she's she's, you know, athlete. She needed a lot of protein, but this vegan thing, she wanted to try it. And then she met me, who just happens to be a, a hunter, and have a freezer full of elk and deer meat that we can have whenever we want. And I I knew she was vegan, but the first time she came over, I made her pasta with antelope meat sauce. Uh, and let's just say because she liked me, you guys, she's no longer a vegan. She now eats you know steak a couple times a night or a couple times a week with uh, with her husband. So I, I score one for the good guys there. There
1: you go. Right, yep. Now, like you said, uh, her, she's got a twin sister, and her twin sister's a vegetarian, too. So her older sister, Donna, she's a meat eater through and through.
0: It's funny how... She's a meat eater through and through. I mean, some of them will and some of them won't. It's, it's funny how it goes, but uh, I'm glad to hear that she doesn't try to pull you over to the vegetarian side. She's okay with letting you have a nice, juicy steak.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, she'll never stop me from that. I'd, I'd end up eating my own arm before I become a vegetarian.
0: <laughs> Ditto, man. I feel the exact Thanks same. Way. Not.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> and I don't have a lot of meat on the moon, but I can get something done. I'm
2: telling you.
1: <laughs> well, fellas, he would look like the big dog on the porch chewing on that on that bone that has nothing on it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> I hear you. Well, yeah. fellas, I want to uh, before before we got to get out of here today, I wanted to talk to you real quick and see if there's any advice that you had for some of your fellow drivers out there who are maybe thinking about cooking on the road a little bit more, any tips, any tricks, uh, anything that helped you guys kind of get away from that fast food and truck stop meal life and get into this cooking amazing meals and bringing them on the road with you or cooking them on the road. Uh, Matt, I'll start with you. Any advice for any of your fellow drivers out there? Best thing I can say is spend a little bit of money, get you George Foreman or get you something you can actually cook with
1: and, and plan your meals. Plan it out, you know, just plan what you're going to eat and don't plan on microwavable all the time. You know, it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be frozen food. You can cook fresh in your truck.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that'll be more healthy for you. Yep. And that's more healthy for you, too. You know, everything that comes out of a microwave, you got to kind of look at it out of the side of your eye for a second.
1: Yeah, you do, you do, you know, and, and with the preservatives and stuff and, and that they put in this stuff, like I said, if truck drivers would talk and you guys found out what goes into some of this food, you'd all quit eating. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Amen to that, man, for sure. But
1: I, uh, just try to cook as healthy as you can out here.
0: Yeah, it'll it'll make your career a lot longer, that's for sure. Uh, no question about that. <laughs> How about you, Polar Bear, any advice?
1: That's the thing is having a refrigerator and yeah, having something to cook on it, but even... Just a crockpot, you know. There's a lot of small meals you can make. Uh, you know, while you're going down the road, you're using your power anyways. Just cook it while you go down. But yeah, I, I agree. Like all my vegetables, I I do all frozen. You know, I like I'll have a pork loin tonight, and then I'll I'll put a whole bag of vegetables in the in the microwave. You know, there's like thirty some carbs in a whole bag. You know, there's nothing really bad about it. My other thing, every I cook pretty much everything I cook. Even in my chili, I put green pepper, onion, mushrooms. Yeah, that's about it. I put that in everything. This the sauce is different. I make a lot of uh, chili, pork alfredo. I just the noodles, and you know, I put pork in there along with my green pepper, onion, mushrooms.
0: That sounds just got amazing. a variety in there. Yeah, yeah make that my sounds- own beef stew. And, you know, throwing those vegetables in into because, listen, I'm not a guy that you can hand just a, a bowl of straight vegetables to and I'm going to get really excited about it. And I think I speak for a lot of people when when I say that is.
1: Oh, yes. Uh,
0: but where I start to really enjoy vegetables is when they get mixed into things like that sauces, uh, you know, stews, soups, that type of thing. Uh, You just hide it in there, and then you won't know, and you still get all those good benefits. And, you know, the other Mm -hmm. thing that that bag of vegetables will give you, that's fiber, man. That's keeping you regular out there on the road. Oh, yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah, because of what we do, you know. (laughs) I don't think, like, I I got a 100-ounce water glass. I try to drink one of them a day, and my other thing is I drink coffee pretty much all day. So, no, you got to have the water to help break through everything yeah
0: it's just like keeping your engine lubricated man there's got to be something in there to keep everything moving around very cool Absolutely, fellas i can't think the other nice
1: thing is is i was gonna say real quick like you make a beef stew you know you can put one of the containers in the freezer so that the middle of next week well i know i'm gonna have a a rough day you know it's gonna be all day long i may be cooking at seven eight o'clock tonight you can be the customer or use your own microwave and while you're sitting there waiting to get unloaded or loaded or washed out, you know, you can throw something in the microwave and not cook it and still something that you've made. It's it's amazing. The You'll you'll see how much less money you spend when on the average, if I don't need a bunch for all week, I can spend 40, 35 to $45. That's three meals a day for all week.
0: That's amazing. You spend that in, yep. if you're going to a restaurant, you'll spend that in one or two sittings. No question. One,
1: yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. And we've, like I said, we've, we've had a lot of discussions about different things in cooking and cooking. And that's how I got Matt onto the lunchbox oven. I've had two of them. I used to go out to Rhode Island every week and that's how I would cook it on the way. So that when you get stopped, it's done.
0: That's great.
1: Warming up or cooking, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, fellas, this has been amazing to hear about how you guys uh, handle this and and navigate it and still eat like kings out there on the road. Uh, I really appreciate you coming by and sharing the insight with us. And I appreciate you talking about that employee jamboree too, because cooking for 300 people is no small task. It sounds like you guys knocked it out of the park.
1: Yeah. Well, I got to start. I got to end with this. When Matt and I, we we went through our own trucks at about 11 o'clock, Matt, 1130, something like that. 11 o'clock that night, yep. So at 3 o'clock in the morning, 2.30, I'm <laughs> running around, see his lights are on. So I go and get him in the pickup so we can go over to the other building to cook. Just open the door and I looked at Matt and said, Matt, I got to go to the emergency room. And he looks at me with these golf ball eyes. Why? What's going on? I'm like. I am nuts for being up this early. He's like, (laughs) shut up, let's
0: go. That was the best way to start it. (laughs) I love it. Well, Polar Bear, Matt, thank you guys both so much for being here. Please be safe out there on the road. And I know we'll be getting back in touch with you guys soon. Let's get on that Teenage Hotline and uh, do a podcast episode, all right?
1: You just figure out when it's available. If it's Monday through Friday, we're all available.
0: Okay. Very much. cool. <laughs> All right. That's Polar Bear and Matt Cleach, liquid drive or liquid trucking drivers. Sorry, had a little uh, little brain fart there. You guys be. <laughs> okay. You guys enjoy be safe. Some of them. Okay. All
1: right. <laughs> Thanks, Marcus, for having us, man. Appreciate yeah. it.
0: No problem, fellas. Take care. All right. Bye. You know, it's not too often that we get somebody on the podcast two weeks in a row, especially not a driver. Uh, They're busy guys. They're out there uh, constantly changing the landscape of what they have to do every single day. And we're fortunate enough to talk to a driver that we talked to last week. And this week, we're going to get even more out of him. It's liquid driver Alex Shevchuk joining us on the podcast. Alex, where are you at out there right now, man?
2: I'm actually end up uh, all the way in Greeley, Colorado, and I guess I'm missing one hour from Central time. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we got our (laughs) wires crossed a little bit, but that's part of the fun of being out here on the West Coast and having to figure out what all the other time zones are. But we really appreciate your time coming back here uh, two weeks in a row with us. Now, the reason that we had to have you on two weeks in a row is because uh, I heard through the grapevine that you were – You were pretty good in the kitchen, and you've got some pretty crazy uh, recipes that you like to use, and you like to make yourself some food out there on the road. You turned me on to your Instagram account, and wow, Alex, you have been, so I've been browsing your Instagram. You've been sending me pictures via text all week long. Dude, you are a dynamo in the kitchen. How long have you been cooking?
2: Well, uh, long uh, story short, I end up to be growing up with no mother, and I guess kitchen is my friend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, you can tell. So I always think this, and, and I'll test my theory here, but people that share a lot of pictures of the food that they make, people that want to talk about the food that they make, really enjoy their time in the kitchen. Do you like cooking? Is it something that kind of brings you some joy?
2: Oh, yeah. It wakes me up right away, and I'm ready to to make some uh, uh, meatballs, turkey meatballs for you guys.
0: I saw. Is that the recipe that you just texted me? Yes, sir. Oh, that looks good, man. I can't wait. Well, I'll tell you, next time I'm out in your neck of the woods, I'm going to let you know in advance. Uh, so if nothing else, you can leave me a meatball to try at the terminal, okay? <laughs>
2: and that sounds good. So- I'm happy to do that.
0: So before I get into hearing about some of the things that you like to cook while you're out on the road, uh, I want to talk to you about cooking for a family the size of yours. You have, how many kids do you have? Remind me.
2: We got seven in total.
0: Seven kids and uh, growing kids. Obviously, we talked to Alex Jr. last week. He's a football player. I know he's got an appetite. How hard is it to cook for seven plus you and your wife?
2: It's not actually a big deal. Uh, what I did is I uh, had a little bit of knowledge on the kitchen with everybody' recipes uh, uh, wrapping up together. When I grew up, I toss it on on my girls, and they take it over. I have Elizabeth specialized on the cakes uh, on the professional level. She can do it on weddings, days, uh, parties, and everything else. You got Emily kicking in. And uh, Elsie specialized on the kitchen. So we got, uh, I actually turn in knowledge to my girls and then take it over. Our boys kind of slagging on it, but all of them, they know how to not uh, forget about how to cook. And they can throw it in steak on the grill. They can do all the, all those things, what I did.
0: That's very cool. I, I love that you've passed that knowledge down. And I did see, you sent me a picture of one of the cakes uh, that your daughter Elizabeth made, and wow, that thing is picture perfect. I mean, it could be on the cover of a magazine, and it would be in a perfect spot.
2: Yeah, she actually fired up. Um, she getting closer to get married, uh, so she fired up uh, her uh, uh, little outside online a little business uh, is up right now, and she's taking the orders, uh, trying to fire up a little coffee coffee shop, I suppose. So.
0: Very cool. Well, I love it, man. I love my time in the kitchen so much. So hearing about stories like that always warms my heart. Uh, Just knowing that your kids love to be in the kitchen. My mom taught me pretty much everything I know about cooking uh, that I didn't pick up on my own. And it's been really fun because my mom, she cooks kind of by like taste and smell. Now she's got recipes and they've got measurements and everything like that. But if I watch her go She's more just a feel person in the kitchen, and I kind of like doing that too. How how uh, stringent are you when you follow your recipes, Alex? Do you kind of freelance a little bit, or are you right by the book, everything measured to a T?
2: It's actually um, it uh, the specific recipe that I have. It's a very unique recipe and the meatballs. You gotta follow the recipe because you're gonna screw it up. So basically, I'm reading that through, and I can do it with close eyes, but uh, it takes um, uh, really quick, 2.5 pounds turkey, 2.5 uh, pounds uh, tenderloin or loins, pork, two cups of mayo, four eggs, one full garlic, four full onions, salt and pepper, dried uh, crushed bread, crumbs, and I send you a picture, and they mix it everything together. And um, this thing on the road is the best thing I ever had. If I have more time, I'd be freezing up these things. All you have to do just toss them in a, a little microwave toaster deal and you'll have a quick meal. Uh, I mean, you can, uh, I have my wife actually bought it recently, a little instant that I cook in. It's called, uh, it got me through it already. <laughs> I think second year I'm doing that. It's a barley beef soup, and they just um, I'm cooking that right now at home and taking that. They that, that get me for four or five nights, and a little uh, side dish is a salad. Tomatoes, I did research, and I am probably did send it to you, but uh, tomatoes is one of them incredible uh, sources of, uh, I'm going to read it, I'll send it to you so you can have it too. It support your heart, blood pressure, cholesterol management, skin, immune system, vision, and and gut health. Uh, so all these combined combined together things that we need on the road. Um, just a single tomato, you crush a little bit of onion, olive oil, and they give you side dish, and that's just uh, every day you can twist and turn these things a little bit of, uh, cucumber. And I actually got apples with me. I've got a good source for, for the truckers is, um, is, um, pineapple. I'm snacking on it actually, uh, today because it's a great, uh, antibiotic. So you can take that little slice and snack on on your breaks and it's really incredible. So, uh, as we plan our trips, uh, it's very important that you're not hungry on the road, especially weather-wise and everything else. So you gotta realize there'll be places like today, it's like an army drill. I have no time to pull up anywhere, it's just go, 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 and I end up to finish up my day on the middle of nowhere, field, customer, there's no close restaurant, so I have my uh, half a jar warming up soup right now. I have some, actually, I grabbed the sausages with me at the smoked sausages, and I got the fish product. It's really delicious for the morning breakfast with the coffee. A lot of protein with uh, Alaskan uh, smoked fish. You put it on the bread and a couple cucumbers, and here you go, your breakfast. So,
0: and you got my mouth watering over here, Alex. You're eating better in the truck than I am at home. This is amazing. I, I, do you ever uh, – now, actually, there was something before I get to that. There was something I did want to touch on that you said. You know, I hear a lot of drivers that have a big sweet tooth. They like candy. They like the sugar, the the pop that they get from it, whatever. Um, but you brought up really good point there, man. Snacking on some fruit will really satiate that sweet tooth. And it's way better yep. for you than uh, than just your run of the mill Snickers bar. Uh, so highly highly recommended from me as well. Pineapple is one of my favorite things. A good Honey Crisp apple is unbeatable when it yep. comes to a sweet tooth or a, you know a little bit of a, a sugar attack. So so we've heard about your meatballs. We've heard about your beef and barley soup. The tomatoes. You sent me some pictures of the tomatoes ripe right off the vine that you were eating as well.
2: Yep specific brand i go to sam's club or a big store is a pizza tomatoes they're really like a gold bowl size but they're really precise package and they're absolutely juicy and and i read i just recently get in on a website and i read these uh components and how good they are for your health and gut system just a little bit of drizzle olive oil salt and you can squeeze a little bit of garlic in it, uh, just one, and you'd be good to go. So
0: absolutely, and I love me some garlic, man. I I put garlic on almost everything that I cook with, uh, almost to a fault at some points. But nothing better than a little bit of garlic tomato. I mean, that that right there, you're just you're talking pizza sauce, is what you, what I'm thinking yeah. of. You know, so. How hard is it or how hard was it for you, Alex, to to decide and make the decision? And and of course, this is probably something that's been going on with you for a while. Um, but when you finally made that decision, hey, I'm going to be healthy out here on the road. I'm going to make my own food. I'm going to eat, you know, fresh ingredients, that type of thing. Was it tough to make that transition? Were you ever in a spot where you were eating out a lot, maybe a lot of fast food or at restaurants or have you always kind of been this guy that's, look, I'm eating healthy, I'm eating fresh on the road?
2: Uh, not always. It's just nail us uh, down the situation with economy. Everything went up skyrocketing. If you go to the grocery store uh, or just a restaurant, uh, if you want to stay in the restaurant, you would be uh, looking at I already tried. You're not going to fit in $100 uh, budget. So I budget myself. With uh, those ingredients—fruits, bananas, apples, uh, pineapple—and I've got uh, just one fresh-made uh, bread that we buy from local store in our town, and um, got soup and got tomatoes. I can manage forty-five bucks for the for the uh, for a week uh, on the road trip. It'll get me through the five nights, and I'll be home empty, and my my wife glad to restack my food. And I'll be out of hours, so I'll be uh, using up 70. So I got to get back home to uh, resupply myself.
0: For sure. Well, Alex, this has all been awesome to hear about this uh, from you. I, I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing some of your your recipes and just your ideas behind it. You know, it's funny. Earlier in the podcast, I was talking to uh, Polar Bear and Matt Cleach. Uh-huh. And they're yep. both big with their food prep, too. They like to when they're home on the weekend or whatever it is, they like to cook up a bunch of food for the family a lot like you and then take it with them on the road. And I the one thing that kind of stood out about talking to them and talking to you is that uh that forty five dollar mark. That's right where they yep. keep it, too. They They said, you know what, if you if you think about this, you plan it out a little bit and spend a little bit of time thinking about it. You can eat. Five days, three meals a day for forty five bucks a week. That's and it, what yep. I what I said during that interview and a lot like you just touched on. You can't eat twice at a restaurant, a sit down restaurant for forty five bucks anymore. I mean, there might be some places, but you got to wonder about the quality of the food that you're going to get. And, uh, you know, forty five dollars doesn't go that far sitting down and paying yep. somebody else to make it. But it stretches a long way when you're doing it yourself, doesn't it?
2: That's exactly right. And one of them time I had experience like Pull Up it wasn't was not was uh was busy day. Uh, and I at the end of the day pull up I was hungry, ran out of uh, supplies. So I run in a regular day in the evening and actually got poisoned from it. So I realized people, they're not really good. They're trying to save up every single little bit of whatever they have left over from the day before and I got poison from it. So I said, uh, no more uh, going out because you could, uh, like I said, you can stretch your wallet and 45 per meal a B end up spending over a hundred dollars just to going out and then that's standing on the line waiting for the food. I'm not talking about in the morning in the morning in Laos, we have points that you can grab uh your muffin and then get going and with the coffee. but if I have something I choose in a truck piece of bread and a lot of protein fish on top with a cheese cream or just butter. That, that was it. That will give me protein. We'll go through the half day, and then I got barley soup. And Last night, uh, my family left to um, meet the end, and I was on the right, way back to Costa, Rica, Colorado. So I end up to be stop in a favorite place. If somebody, you know, have a little bit of money left, I stopped at the Ruby Tuesday. What I did is jump off uh, quick on the North Platte exit, and I just get to the salad bar, twelve bucks salad bar. I got big box, so I eat two days on the road for twelve bucks, just loaded with protein, tomatoes, cucumbers, some goodies that you you need on the trip. You need to stay healthy, so it's twelve bucks only. So
0: that's great advice, man. A twelve dollars salad bar that'll feed you for two days, and you're being healthy at the same time. That's just win, win, win all the way across the board, man. I love it. So I, yep. I do want to ask you, when you were when you got food poisoning, how long were you out for? Did you have to take a couple of days off to
2: recover? No, I was end up to be uh, not feeling good right away when I eat. That's what they end up to be doing. they saving up the food, They're not uh, enough employees to uh, cook it uh, fresh. And I end up to be, you know, a lot of fellas out there. They can uh, share the stories as I, as I'm saying the same story right now. That you could run into those places, you can get picked up, uh, you know, poison food. So
0: yep, yep, it's happened to me plenty of times, and. You know, it always makes me wonder when I was a high schooler, I, I had a couple of jobs in the food service industry. You know, it wasn't fast food per se, but it was, uh, I was working in a restaurant with very little knowledge of how to be clean and how to make sure that everything was sanitized. And I often when I find myself in a restaurant and looking around at kind of kitchen staff and weight staff, I want to know how old these kids are because. I know that when I was employed at 15, 16 years old, I didn't pay any mind to making sure that things were sanitary and everything was safe. And uh, I really hope looking back that I wasn't the cause of somebody getting sick like you did. But look, it happens and it happens a lot. It's easy. You don't get food poisoning eating at home or eating home cooked meals. That's one thing that seems pretty, pretty straight across the board. I've cooked, I cook probably four meals a week for my wife and I. Uh, I'm the I'm the guy that spends the majority of the time in the kitchen because she's so busy, and we don't get sick. You never have a time when you just accidentally get food poisoning. Making yourself good food at home.
2: Yep, exactly right. That's uh, to be uh, pre-planned, has to be organized. Uh, you get you know what you're getting from home, and you get used to that routine. It's like um, almost like um, you know you go into um, a little. You know, away from the family on the road trip. You prepare yourself, you get things you needed. Same thing, we are going like some guys are going two weeks at a time. I'm going for five, six days, and you'd be running to the store and you'd be surprised. I actually grabbed this this time, I grab from local store, they smoke the um, sausages. So I, I cut that off and get great tomatoes, salad with it, uh, snagging on it if I don't have anything and running out. But I usually like the other guys planning out, prepare the meal, and I have this meal going for four or five nights, and it's healthy, and then I know it's not gonna go bad. You could this is Instapa. a little one you can get it for a couple doll- dollars in Walmart, and you can take the middle piece toss it in the fridge and it will stay healthy and fresh. All you have to do is push the button, warm up and your meal ready to go.
0: Those Instapots are great. Uh, Instapots are a phenomenal thing to have in your sleeper. Uh, a crock pot is another thing. Um, and I'm actually going to uh, to share on this episode, one of my crock pot recipes, Alex. Uh, I, I actually do a little bit of chili in the crock pot from time to time and everybody loves it. So I'm going to share that recipe Uh, on this podcast episode so that everybody can go out there and slam that thing together in their crock pot. It's cheap, easy, and it goes a long way. It's a lot of food and it'll last you for a full week for sure. So uh, that's that's, coming up around the corner for sure.
2: That's awesome. Thanks uh, to uh, getting us that recipe because, uh, you know, you can Uh, Time to time, you get tired to eat uh, some bodily soup. Somebody get tired to eat, uh, you know, some salads, fruits, but you got to have some protein and you got to stay healthy out there because uh, you're rolling. And we we don't lately, we don't have no time for, you know, stopping and grabbing something, you know, it's uh, time consuming as well. So,
0: yeah, it really is. Well, Alex, this has all been great. I really appreciate you taking the time two weeks in a row to join me. Uh, Hope everything goes well for you out there on the road in Colorado. Make sure you stay safe, and uh, we'll be in touch with you again, man. I know you're going to stay well-fed out there, so I don't have to remind you about that.
2: Yeah, I guess i want survive on a pineapple.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Alex, uh, keep, keep the shiny side up. We'll talk to you soon, okay?
2: Talk to you soon. Thank you.
0: You know, I figured since I've been talking about the fact that I like to tailgate and I like to cook for a lot of people or just for myself all the time and I like to eat food, why not share one of my favorite recipes with you guys? I've been asking Polar Bear and Matt, what are your favorite recipes? Talk to Alex, what are your favorite recipes? Now it's my turn. I am about to give you a crockpot chili recipe. And I would like to note that back in 2009... Not to date myself here, but I had another career back then. I was on the radio, and this radio station each year would do a chili cook off championship, much like the one that they had recently at Liquid Trucking. I don't want to brag, but this chili recipe that I'm about to give you is technically championship chili. I was chili champ 2009 and 2010. So if you guys feel like, you know, Marcus is just getting a little bit boring, you could always call me Chili Champ if that's really what you want to do. But listen to this. If you got a regular size crock pot, you know, one of the ones that's it's big enough to probably put your head in. Um, this recipe will fill your crock pot up almost all the way to the top. So I would definitely make sure that you don't overdo it with some of these portions of the things I'm going to tell you to put in. OK, here's what you need. And listen, listen. This is all made with canned beans. If you want to do this and and hydrate your own beans and use beans out of a bulk bag or anything like that, you can. I just don't think that a lot of truck drivers have the ability to rehydrate kidney beans while they're rolling down the road. So this is all going to be really easy, made with uh, with canned beans. So what you're going to need here, regular 14-ounce can of beans. You're going to need two 14-ounce cans of kidney beans, two 14 ounce cans of chili beans and in the sauce is actually good here. And then I want you to go with two 14 ounce cans of black beans. Really important for the kidney beans and the black beans. Uh, You want to drain those off, but leave the sauce with the chili beans. After that, layer all those into the bottom of your crock pot. Okay. Next up comes your favorite chili seasoning, because again, we're doing this quick and we're doing this easy. I'm not going to rehydrate a bunch of Guajilo chilies to make this chili. I'm going to go to my guy, Lowry. All right. Lowry's chili seasoning. That's the way you want to go. Cost you like a buck for a pack of it. Get the whole pack, dump it on in there. Next up, I want you to get two cans of the fire roasted tomatoes. Um, They can be any brand. Some of them even come with like some peppers in there. If you like a little bit more spice, two cans of the fire-roasted tomatoes, pour those on. Now I want you to get a 30-ounce can of tomato sauce, all right? Just plain sauce, not paste, tomato sauce. Dump that on in with your beans and your chili seasoning, and now comes the fun part, because you can go any direction you want to with this. I've even made this chili recipe with bacon before. My go-to for this, if you have it, and it's not always easy to get, but I use elk burger, 100% elk burger in this chili. It's not as strongly, um, it is it is a strong flavored meat, but it's not as strong as, say, venison would be if you were going to use deer meat. You'd probably get a little bit more gamey. The elk brings like a rich kind of depth and body to this chili, okay? But you can use anything. Brown up one pound of elk meat, uh, beef. Turkey burger works with this. You could do... Uh, shredded chicken if you really wanted to as I said before bacon another thing that goes great in this is a, a, a roll of the Jimmy Dean spicy sausage okay brown that up throw it in with your chili mixture cap that off and let it go for eight hours on low you can also do a quick one actually little fun story here 2010 my second chili championship with this chili recipe I forgot to make it the night before. And so I woke up at two in the morning and I threw together a four-hour cook of this. The only difference is I just put it in the crock pot on high for four hours instead of on low for eight. You can do that. Obviously, you know how much time you've got and when you want to eat. This chili goes great with some shredded cheese, some diced onions, or just some saltine crackers, man. And you could put this chili on anything, I've actually, uh, one time I put a lot of this chili and a lot of sharp cheddar cheese into a waffle maker in an attempt to make a chili cheese waffle that did not work. Uh, but it was fun to try. So there you have it. There's Marcus's thunder from down under championship chili recipe. If you want to spice this up a little bit. Red pepper flakes are the easiest way to do it. Just shake as many of those things in as you want to. Another thing that I've done before, which again, this might be kind of tough to do on the road, but you can try it out. I will get a habanero and a jalapeno pepper, and I will take those and throw them in a blender and I will blend them into a paste and then throw that in on the bottom of the crock pot. Let it sweat a little bit, maybe a tiny bit of oil in there. It'll sweat off and trust me, the heat that this can bring, you can make it as hot as you want to by adding these peppers and they don't flavor it. The reason that I use a jalapeno and a habanero is just for heat. I'm not looking for that flavor at all uh, and it kind of gets lost in a lot of these flavors. That Lowry's chili seasoning is the way to go, man. So cook this up. Let me know what you think. You like it? You hate it? Do you think that my championship could go shove off or do you think that I was worthy of both of them? Let me know by heading on over to liquidtrucking.com and clicking on the podcast page. You can email me directly there. And if you have any recipes that you would like me to share on this show for other liquid drivers to hear so they can try them, send them there as well. I would love to put those out there for all the rest of the drivers. Happy chili cooking. Stay safe out there. And uh, I guess we could probably get to wrapping this up. Yeah. All right, Liquid Trucking, that's going to wrap it up for episode 13, Food on the Road. That was a lot of fun. Um, I am definitely going to try those meatballs, uh, that recipe that Alex gave us, and I'm definitely going to uh, try s- uh, smoke-a-frying some ribs there. I was not aware until my conversation uh, with Matt and Polar Bear that you could smoke your ribs like normal and then drop them in the fryer for crying out loud. I can't wait. I got a frozen rack of ribs in the freezer. I'm doing this this weekend. I'll report back to you, let you know how it turns out. If any of you decide to craft some championship chili, a la Marcus, uh, let me know. I do. uh, When I make that stuff extra spicy, I call it my thunder from down under chili, but in its true form, it's just, it's, It's Championship Chili, okay? And you can call me the Chili Champ or you can call me Marcus. But one thing you can call me for sure is out of here because we're out of time today. I'll see you next Wednesday, 5 a.m. for a new episode of the Liquid Trucking Podcast. Stay safe out there, drivers. Thanks for tuning in and being the gold standard of drivers on the road. Be sure to like and subscribe to the
1: channel and tune in next week for another episode of the Liquid Trucking Podcast.